Hello and welcome to the latest Celtic View podcast. I'm Paul Cuddihy, editor of the Celtic View, and joining me for this episode in what is a vital week for the club is my Celtic View colleague, Tony Connolly. Hi Paul, nice to be here with you. And returning after a sparkling debut is our head of digital marketing, Craig Johnson. Craig, good to have you back. Hi Paul, surprised to be back if I'm honest, but, <laughs> but well, thanks for inviting we me back. We were in, inundated with uh, lots of praise after your debut, uh, but now that we've got you back you can tell your mum to stop emailing me. <laughs> You're only as good as your last podcast. Exactly, exactly. Now as, as I say, it's a, a very busy week for the club and this, in this podcast we'll be talking about obviously the FK Saduva game. Tony, you caught up with Moussa Dembele, we'll be hearing from him. And also, we'll be looking forward to the first Glasgow derby of the league season. Mark Henderson was speaking to Mikael Lustig about that, we'll hear from him as well. But first of all, FK Saduva, Thursday night, the leg, first leg, one each. Tony, you were over in Lithuania and I think it was, it's fair to say it was frustrating. You could tell from the manager's post-match comments, he thought that we got such a good start, we should have gone on and, and, and won that game. Yeah, I was quite surprised the way the game unfolded, given the the, f- the great start in the, the first few minutes. And you could really sense the frustration in the players as they were coming off at half-time and, and full-time. So they'll they'll definitely be looking to make amends uh, for that this Thursday. I mean, it was a great start. Three minutes gone, we get the goal. And at that point, you're thinking... Craig and I were sitting in the Celtic TV studio here at Celtic Park watching it. And so you're thinking, this is great. We'll get the, the game over, the tie over in the first, you know, first half. But it didn't quite transpire like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it was a great start. Uh, Mikey Johnson looked really good on the wing. Um, got that away goal after, what was it, about three minutes. And you're thinking, here we go. This should be easy enough. Um, I think that, that old Achilles heel of um, defending free kicks kind of came into play, um, which which I think unsettled the team and um, probably put them off their, off their stride a little bit. Um, and then as the game got on, I think the team got a little bit more nervous, kind of um, dwelling on the ball a little bit more. Um, probably not. Uh, I think the only real chances that Saduva had was of her own making. I think Mikhail Lustig was short with a pass back at one point, which which they charged down, and then um, and then that gave him a little bit of a little bit of hope. Which um, apart from, apart from about ten fifteen minutes, there wasn't a real um, amount of uh, pressure from them. I mean, Tony, they, I, I sensed the manager's frustration was due in part also that actually Saduva didn't look. To be that good, so he, I'm sure he was looking at it thinking, you know, we're far better. We should have got that result in the first leg. So I'm sure he'll be looking for us to make amends on Thursday night. Yeah, we absolutely dominated possession, and as Craig said, there was very little threat in front of the Celtic goal. So it was, it was just a matter of being more productive and more efficient in possession, especially in, in the last third. The, the the team just didn't really have that sort of fluency to them or linking up as well as we've we've seen them do in the past. So it would have been particularly frustrating for them, given how dominant we were and not conceding many chances either. And I suppose it it would be remiss of us at this point, Craig, not to praise Tony for his uh, Lithuanian pronunciations. It was a, a tough shift as a commentator. <laughs> it was a sterling you, effort. <laughs> it was. Some difficult names there, but the, the two of you did very, very well. I enjoyed it. Thankfully, Mark's the lead commentator, so really I just need to repeat the, the wrong pronunciations that he said <laughs> if he has done. Yeah, just so keep it consistent. The blame's all on him. <laughs> no, I mean, it's obviously it's fans, but, but obviously because we work in the club as well, the importance of, of prolonged European football can't be underestimated. And I think everybody just had to put aside the disappointment of not getting through in the Champions League. So important now that we get into the group stages of the Europa League and make sure we get European football until at least Christmas. Yeah, I think the AK Athens game left a bit of a hangover. I think that's clear to see from some of the performances and um, just some of the mood around about the club and amongst the supporters. 
I think um, Saturday was a uh, Sunday, sorry Sunday against Hamilton was a really important win. It was uh, it was a good trial for Sudova because they'll play the same sort of game. They'll play it tight. Um, it was a difficult um, team to break down. I think it's a it's a team that we would have probably drawn against uh, last season. I um, managed to get the goal. Kept on plugging away. Got 90 minutes for both the strikers. Um, the wing, the wingers played really well in terms of um, Tierney and Forrest. I um, thought they played really well in terms of trying to get in behind, in behind the defence. And I think that's that's the sort of thing that we need to do on Thursday. We need to stretch the game. Um, they'll sit in, and I think if we can, um, if we can get a few goals, get into the group stages, I think that's when the season, the momentum starts to build around about the season, and you start to forget about the the AK Athens game and what went before. I suppose Tony Suduva, we remember back to the, the road to Seville. I, I say I'm not getting ahead of myself and booking any flights to Baku for the <laughs> final next year. But you know, th- there was the same sense at the time when we got knocked out by Basel of the kind of slight deflation we play Suduva and, and we got a really healthy victory. But that's the start of, of as Craig says, it, it then sort of stabilises things. We go into the, at that time it was a knockout, but you know it's important to look forward and then once hopefully we're in the group stages then we can look positively and think right how do we then progress from there yeah I think one of the most important things you can take from the 2002-3 season is that when you have these misfortunes early on in the season it doesn't mean it's the end of the season you can still really build up momentum and do great things from that and that's exactly what the the players will be looking to do just speaking to them you can already sense that they they have sort of moved on from that disappointment and they're fully focused now on wanting to have European football there's a lot of big teams in the Europa League and there could be some really exciting games coming up and they, they really want that they have a hunger f- for that and I suppose the only thing we don't want to get too carried away even just to presume we're going to be in the group stages what dangers will FK Suduva pose for us on Thursday night Craig I think um, probably a, a counter attacking I think it'll probably be the big the big worry we'll have a lot of the ball and um, it'll be important that we move the ball quickly I think that was evident in the second half against Hamilton um, Rogic was putting Tierney in behind quite a bit I think, um, and then Dembele was getting on the end of the crosses. So we were kind of getting back to where we were last season and even probably the start of this season. Um, but there is that there is that worry that uh, we leave the back door open. So it's just making sure we keep that tight. And um, we're in a strong position because we've got that away goal. So that means that we can um, we can be patient, but at the same time, it's, um, it's making sure that uh, we kind of stretch them as much as possible. I suppose, Tony, from that first leg... Suduva, they had a, a big man up front who held the ball up quite well. Cecilia, we're hoping he won't be breaking our hearts on Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> Mark was desperate to use that pun during the I game. Know, he'll, he'll be absolutely <laughs> gutted that we've used it in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he, he, was, he was. He was strong, he was physical, he was good at holding the ball up. Thankfully, he wasn't getting any sort of great support, so it never really amounted too much. But I, I think our defence showed we are capable of dealing with him. He, he never posed too much of a threat, although he'll certainly give them a shift with with his strength and his physicality. Now, our own striker, Moussa Dembele, he's going to be the main interview in the, the match programme for Thursday night. You spoke to him ahead of the game. What's his feelings on the tie? He's um, initially frustrating with the, the first result, but now he is, he is confident that they can get through he's, he's, he says he's, he's happy to have played his first full 90 minutes of the season which was was that game outside of uh, pre-season that's that's first competitive 90 minutes that he's, he's played so he said he's feeling sharp he's, he's feeling stronger every game and he yeah, has confidence as is usually the case with Musa as, as sky high so should be good to, to see what he can do
and we saw wee glimpses at the weekend of, of the strength and, and what he brings to the team when he was playing up front against Hamilton. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's that focal point that you need. I think um, it's it came at a really bad time. His first injury, his hamstring. Um, the, the manager had been playing with uh, Dembele and Edward up front. Uh, they were linking really well in pre-season, uh, looking good. And then, um, unfortunately, Dembele got the injury. And then Edward picks up an injury as well. So it's so it's really been a, a kind of stop-start season for them both. Griff's been out injured as well. So it's gonna it's been difficult for the strikers. But like Tony said, there's got 90 minutes under their belts. Um, that'll do them the world of good. Well, let's hear a wee bit of your interview with Moussa Dembele, Tony. Personally, it was a, a good game to get to get some good, some game time, and I played my first 90 minutes of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. First 90 minutes, and, and yeah, it's been good. And I'm getting back to fitness, so so yeah, I'm happy with that, but not happy with the result. Of course, we only win games, but we are having one, and we have to focus on the next one. If you ask me, I wouldn't if you don't say that 100%, but you know, it's difficult to, to judge yourself and know know how fit you are. You know, just try to, to give everything when I'm, when I'm in the pitch and, and uh, for, for the longest as I can. And, yeah. And, and yeah, obviously I don't have my, my full sharpness, but we will come with time. And, and even, even when I don't have my full sharpness, I'm still a, a threat and, and that's the most important. The thing is I can, uh, I can, I can change my game uh, uh, between, between teams. You know, uh, some teams you need to play more physical and, and some, some need to play more more technical and with more vista and, and, and I can I can solve between that and, and I can use both of you and, and that's why yesterday Hansa was a, a strong opponent and and very physical and so so you have to, to battle and, and, and make sure that you win the battle at the end. Moussa Dembele obviously is going to be important on Thursday night but then we have the small matter of the first Glasgow derby of the season Tony and you know, we know Moose's scoring record against Rangers and he's going to be an important player in that fixture on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's a highly anticipated game. It's an exciting game and um, he, he really seems up for it. But as is usually the case on, on the front of it, it doesn't the pressure doesn't seem to, to phase Moose Dembele. But speaking to him, it's interesting. He insists that he, he says, no, I do I do feel the, the pressure, but he just he deals with it well and it actually brings the best out of him. And he, he's always looking to feel that pressure, he says, because if you're playing in your comfort zone, you're never going to grow and develop as a player. So that's something that he seeks out. And as we've saw in this fixture before, he, he seems to really thrive in these games. It's obviously Craig the first... Glasgow derby of of the league campaign. I'm I'm trying not to think about it too much because it, <laughs> my nerves start to jangle a wee bit, and, and I'm glad we've got the European tie this week. But it is such, as always, it's such an important game, particularly the first one of the season. Yeah, and I think it'll be a fascinating um, game because of the two managers as well, because they know each other so well. They'll um, it should be an interesting tactical battle. Um, they both like to play flexible formations. Um, they both like to flirt with three at the back, um, back fours. Um, both like wide players, so I think it's it's all got it's got all the ingredients as they say for a for a really interesting game. Now, the Brendan Rodgers' record is exceptional in this fixture since he's came here. We've played eleven, he's won nine, drawn two, we've scored thirty goals, and we've only conceded six. So, obviously, we'll go into this game full of confidence, and and the manager will be keen to make it twelve without defeat, Tony. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It's it's an astounding record when you when you think on it. But um, 
you just need to sort of remind yourself that every season is completely different. It's a different narrative, and albeit there haven't been like wholesale changes uh, to to our squad, but they're 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 constantly learning under Brendan Rodgers. They know the good thing is these players have played in this fixture. They know what to expect, mm-hmm. and they've got the result before time and time again. So that'll be a real benefit. There's loads of experience in our in our squad when it comes to these big games, and we we come out the other end successful. I mean, that could be a key factor, actually, you know, when you think of the fact that we have that stability and, and guys have been over the course and you would expect that the, the majority of the starting 11 for Rangers and Sunday Craig is going to be guys who have, have never experienced even being at this fixture, never mind playing in something of this magnitude. Absolutely. I think the um, the fact that we've played so well in the past, uh, since Brendan Rodgers has come in in these fixtures, um, is certainly something that, and, and I suppose in big games as well, we've always, more often than not, we've stood up in big games and then that's been our, our big performances. Um, so we haven't essentially got anything to prove in this game, is going out, being ourselves and playing our own game. Um, I think the um, the experience of that atmosphere is going to be vital. Uh, like you say, there's been a lot of their players have come in um, that won't have experienced this before. Uh, the manager's experienced it before. He's spoken of the glowingly of the atmosphere at Celtic Park. Um, so hopefully he'll um, experience it slightly different on uh, on Sunday. And um, I think that it might well um, affect some of the players that they've got. But you know, you know that way you're saying players don't have anything to prove. I, I'm wondering actually if it's maybe the, the other way around that they actually feel that they do have to just not prove but just to show that, the, that we're the best team because there has been a lot of a talk, a lot of hype going on since Steven Gerrard has, has gone to Ibrox and I think I'm sure it must rankle with our players because you know we're the double treble winners and we've got a full of internationalists that they'll want to show why we're the best team and, and just maybe just prove that anew in this fixture. Yeah, I think so. There seems to be a sense that everything that's come in the past two seasons has been forgotten when you when you see the the sort of confidence in the in our noisy neighbours. But in in reality, Celtic have have dominated this fixture for the past two seasons, and I think I think a number of the players will will take extra motivation from from that, knowing that they, that they've been successful, and also just extra motivation and being a little bit angered by the the sort of the the confidence in in Rangers that 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 doesn't seem very well founded based on what's come before. Because I'm guessing, I mean, I mean, Rangers drew three each against Motherwell at the weekend. It, it, I would be surprised if if their tactic isn't just to get the ball out wide, Tavernier down the right. They've got, they've got guys flying down mm-hmm. the left, and they've obviously just brought Lafferton as the target man through the middle. And, and my guess is that's what they're going to t- their tactic's going to be, just to try and get the ball out wide and swing it into our area and, and test our defence. Yeah, I think that's that seems to be the delivery. Um, Barisic on the left wing seems to. Um, I'm glad you remembered his name because <laughs> I've got it written I, down. I'm sure realised <laughs> <I'd forgotten. laughs> But um, but him and Tavernier certainly are are really dangerous on the wings. Um, they've now got a focal point in Lafferty in the centre. Um, but I think it will depend on what formation they play because, like I say, they've kind of moved from three at the back. Um, on they moved to three at the back on Sunday, which didn't work out too well defensively. You wouldn't expect them to play three at the back against us, would you? I wouldn't have thought so. Um, I think that would play into our hands a bit. Um, but given the fact that we are so strong in the centre of um, midfield, in the centre of the pitch, they might try and um, put an extra body in there. So it's um, so it's, it's quite an interesting tactical battle that way. I think um, just the way the the teams are lining up um, should be should be a bit of a cracker. Tony, do you think there's going to be any impact at all 
the fact that we're both sides are playing European football on Thursday night. We've obviously got the game here, and it's definitely there is a difference playing in Europa League because you only you only ever have the three days between a European fixture and league fixture. Whereas if it's Champions League, sometimes you might be playing on a Tuesday, then you might not play again for Sunday. So it gives players more rest. Rangers are over in, in Russia. That's going to be a tough game for them, and also the travelling. Do you think that will have an impact as well? I think it will to to some extent. I mean, the the atmosphere of the occasion, the the players can really rise to it. But you can't get away from that fatigue that's just naturally going to set in from playing games so close together. And for Rangers having to to travel back as well, that's that's going to be um, that's going to disrupt them, make it difficult for them. But the the for Celtic anyway, seeing the sort of um, recovery sessions that they do the the, the following day in, in Lennox Town and how much uh, detail and effort is put into that, you you see them the, the day after those recovery sessions and and by all accounts they're they're looking good, they're looking back to a hundred percent. So hopefully it shouldn't come into it too much, but <coughs> I think it's inevitable that it will have some effect on the game. Now we touched earlier on just the fact that we've got a team full of experience, particularly in this fixture, and, and Mark Henderson spoke to Mikael Lustig, who's obviously one of the, the ones who has got plenty of experience, and you were looking for players like him just to keep that level head and, and you know keep calm amidst the, the kind of torment of the game and help us on Sunday. Yeah, he's been over the course many times. He knows what to expect from um, from this sort of fixture. Um, and certainly as a fullback, I think the fullbacks will be tested in this game on both sides. So I think he's um, having him in there, having that reassurance, that ability to cover at the back as well, I think is uh, is probably a big thing. And like you say, with um, with Lafferty being brought in, they've got a bit of extra height there. So having loose stick at free kicks is going to help defensively. And I suppose the, the other question for Celtic fans is, what kind of celebration is he going to have this time when we score? <laughs> oh, he's, he's had some brilliant ones in the past, yeah. I'll need to try and ask him that if I, if I see him around uh, Lennox Town today because he's, he's such a character and the, the celebrations he hits out with, he just has everyone in hysterics. He, that just that just reflects on who he is. He, he's always um, laughing and joking with the players. He's got a, ga- a great personality and really lifts the team. And when you see him in a game, you, you would have no idea of that until he maybe scores and then hits out with something weird and wonderful. So, and also, it's, it'll be interesting as well. This is the first game where it's going to be predominantly Celtic fans. I think there's only 800 fans from Rangers that are coming, so it'll be a different atmosphere from what we're maybe used to in a derby game at Celtic Park, Craig. Yes, that's um, that's going to just add to the fixture. I think um, it's going to add to kind of the the whole uh, not hostility, but the partisan um, feeling around about the place, and it's going to. I think. It's, the players will draw on that. They draw on all the big games that we've got, all the big atmospheres. They tend to um, turn up on those games. So, um, yeah, I think the the fact that we've got an extra few thousand shouldn't be too much of a problem. And are we both feeling confident for Sunday? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I think so. I think the 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 defensive problems that we've maybe had in the past few games they're absolutely being addressed in training every day it's, so that they're going to be resolved and sooner rather than later and I'm, I'm confident you know based on the defensive display at the weekend it was it was a, a step up as well slightly more solid at the back so I, I'm not as nervous about that and uh, going forward you know Mr. Nambelli's getting better with every game and Lee Griffiths is, is back he's getting game time we saw how the two of them can link up if they are playing together so I think maybe a 2-3-0. We'll take that, Craig, won't we? <laughs> Absolutely. 3-0, <laughs> <laughs> yep, that'll be fine. 
Absolutely. Well, as I mentioned earlier on, Mark Henderson caught up with Mikael Lustig uh, ahead of the game, and let's hear Mikael's thoughts about the Rangers game. We've got a small matter of a, a game next Sunday against Rangers, uh, first third day of the season. You're one of the most experienced guys in the squad for these types of games, so um, what's required to come out and talk in this fixture? No, of course, it's a, it's a massive game, and... Uh, We've done really well against them uh, for the last what was that, 10, 10 odd games and uh, you know hopefully we can uh, have a really good week uh, before that and try to get the confidence back and and have a good uh, good win over both Hamilton and Sudova and uh, going into that game with, uh, with a lot of confidence and yeah, just make sure that we yeah, show not showing them but showing ourselves and, and everyone else that we, we're still the best team. How much do you relish those occasions? No, of course. It's, uh, that's why you play, you know, to to play play uh, those kind of games, and uh, you know it's been brilliant so far, and we just need to make sure it, it's uh, continuing that way. What's been what's been your favourite moment from the Celtic Rangers games since you've been here? <sighs> yeah, it's so many. Uh, of course, you score one goal against them, so that's a massive thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, two two. To win the league at Celtic Park, uh, was a four, four, five, five, five nil. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's that's up there. So. Yeah, it was a great game, and I think and hope. I mean, it'd be wonderful to have a repeat of that, but um, it just shows what this team's capable of that day. I mean, absolutely blew mm. Rangers away. Yeah, yeah absolutely, and uh, that's what I'm saying. That we're we're still the same team, and we just need to find that. Yeah, a little bit of energy, a little bit of spirit, the confidence. Uh, football is a lot of confidence, and uh, if we we know if if we if we uh, yeah, can be able to to get uh, some good results because football is about results. Uh, if you can get that, uh, we know we're gonna bounce back. So that was Mikael Lustig's thoughts ahead of the Glasgow derby this weekend. Now, obviously, off the pitch, guys, this week. Uh, it's the transfer window deadline on Friday night, so events could almost overtake the podcast. You know, we don't know if players will be coming in or coming out, but it's always a, it's always a busy last week, Craig, just ahead of the the deadline on Friday night. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of talk around about the transfer window uh, this summer. Um, I think the there was originally a lot of thought that uh, the English transfer window shutting early would actually have a good effect on the likes of Scottish clubs. But I don't think it's worked out that way. I think um, they've gone in, there hasn't, there's been a few teams that haven't spent any money in England and I think they've got their squads and they've got their 25 and they haven't really had a lot of people to lose off those, um, which has affected not only the Scottish market, but then the, the um, markets further afield as well. I, I know that uh, the manager's got a, got a few targets out there um, it'll be a case of it gets very difficult as it gets to this this stage um, of getting players in because I think because every club's going down the wire aren't they so it's finding it's finding your targets being able to get the right deals done is just so difficult nowadays and so find the right players for the right price and then being able to come in and improve this team I think is is vital and the manager's spoken about that quite a bit um, it's not just getting it's not just getting bodies in the door. It's actually more about getting quality, and I think that's where we found it quite difficult this summer. And Tony, for us, uh, transfer deadline day—it's always it's a late shift because you just you're always poised to see whether players will come in or, or out. And it's, I think it's always it's, it'll be interesting to see once you know once that transfer window shuts, you know where we, 
how we go forward, what the squad will be come Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how Friday night ends. Um, unfortunately, we are never given any great insight into what's happening, <laughs> so we've got no secrets to to reveal. But it's it's always an, an exciting week. Uh, it's fast paced. You don't know what's going to happen. Ideally, you'd want to see one or two new faces come in. I think the manager's spoken openly about him his uh, desire to strengthen and defence. So, ideally, we we could see something there. Um, if there aren't too many new arrivals, I'm I'm not overly concerned because this is still a really good squad. Look what it's done in the last two seasons, and it's not it's not an aging squad. They're they're still at their their peak. So if we don't see a lot of new faces, I still think it could be a great season. Uh, we shall await events uh, the same as everyone else and uh, you'll hear it first either on the Celtic Twitter feed or on the Celtic website. Uh, before we go, it's obviously a busy week in terms of the, the first team, but uh, a week in Saturday there's an important game coming up at Celtic Park. Saturday, September the 8th, it's the Match for Cancer charity game between Astillian Petrov Select and James Milner Select. Astillian Petrov's team is managed by Brendan Rodgers and James Milner has drafted in Jurgen Klopp, who will take charge of them. The game kicks off at 2pm um, and it's all for charity. It's uh, to try and battle against cancer. The three beneficiaries are Celtic FC Foundation, the Stellian Petrov Foundation and the James Milner Foundation. And tickets for the game are on sale. You can get them either at the ticket office at Celtic Park or you can go online to www.celticfc.net or you can even call 0871-226-1888. So an important game and, and a lot of uh, former players, a lot of famous former players, um, you know, hope will maybe appear in as well. So it's always good to come along and, and obviously charity is, is the main beneficiary for this. Yes, I am. It's it's uh it's a really good cast actually that's coming along. I think um, the fact that um, Jorgen Klopp's coming along with James Milner, um, I think is a is a big draw. Um, just the I think it's the not only the match and the people who are coming along in terms of the players, but I think it's the charities that benefit off the back of this and just the amazing work that they do and and the Celtic Foundation go a long way in helping um, these charities actually fulfil um, the amazing work that they do. So it's kind of it's it's twofold. It's a great game, but it's an amazing um, it's a it's an amazing uh, kind of um, event to to be involved in. I suppose Tony as well that. You know, Stallion's involvement is uh, such an inspira- inspirational story. His own battle with leukaemia and, and obviously having overcome that, he's, his motivation now is just to try and help others who are going through similar situations, which is absolutely commendable. Yeah, it says a, a lot about him, a lot about his his character and, you know, being able to work with the, the Celtic Foundation who do so much work is, is great that he has that, that platform to help him carry out these these altruistic ideas that he has to, to want to help people. So I'm really looking forward to it and he's, he's looking well too, so it'll be interesting to see him on the pitch and all the other players that are going to be involved. So make sure you get your tickets for that game. It's on Saturday, September the 8th, the kick-off, 2pm, a match for cancer. Guys, thanks very much for joining us on the Celtic View podcast. Hopefully when we return for the next podcast, we're looking forward to the group stages of the Europa League and celebrating our first derby win of the season. Definitely. Thank you. Until then, hail, hail. (laughs) 